Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Zarar. I'm Hino. I'm Chavo. And I'm Cheesy. What is the role of a product owner in approving user stories? Do they have a role? If so, what is it? Well, first of all, they got to set that vision. They got to communicate what that vision is uh, with their team. And then if they are good at doing that, then the team should be capable of taking that vision all the way to completion. The question is, do they need to verify at that time whether or not uh, that vision is correctly implemented uh, as, as a form of, of an approval of the, the story, in fact, or of the functionality that is, that is being delivered? I don't think that is necessary as soon as you are confident that that vision is well communicated, that your team is aligned with the objective of basically of the, the work that you're doing. Is it fair to say that having a product owner review your work before you send it to production is a defect in your system? In the moment that we talk about processes, it's already a defect or, or close to a defect. This should be a collaborative process. And, and of course, depending on the, what's the story, if they have to review this, this story at the end, maybe it's a, it's a good idea at that point, but are there opportunities to do this when they start or, or, or just align on what's need to be done? The idea that the product owner is approving something kind of implies that they're bringing something to you as a developer to the team, say, here's exactly what I need you to do. Oh, and by the way, I need to check that you did that at the end. And that, to me, is not how things should work at all. What should happen is that the what what we're doing should be a collaborative effort. You know, it's, it's not that that the product owner dictates. Uh, in fact, it's even better if the product owner comes to the team and says, "Here's an outcome that I'd like to achieve," and then the team works with the product owner to come up with the ideas around how we might go about achieving that. So that's that whole negotiation part of a user story. And, and that, that then maybe together that, that they come up with the, some of those details. And in cases like that, it's not more of this thou shop, here, here's your list of things that I need to check, but it's more of a collaborative effort. And then I also uh, promote what Chava said as well, which is that the product owner should be involved in every single step. You know, so if I'm going to work on something all day, if I need the product owner's input, I shouldn't wait till the end of the day or until I've completed something before I, I get them. So, so I like more, much more of a collaborative effort rather than a, here's what it is, I'll check out at the end. The more we get into this topic, the more it almost becomes about user stories. Because if you treat a user story as a contract that needs to be implemented and the product owner has written that contract, then yeah, in that mentality, the product owner, I can see verifying that the contract was implemented. But if you treat the user story as an invitation to a conversation or almost a, uh, a, a, a stub or a vision, as he know, des- described it for a particular feature, then you can actually let the team go ahead and implement it the way they want. And you can collaborate on the details of that requirement or details of that user story uh, and, and together build that user story. And the product owner can actually at that point step away and perhaps just trust the team to move that thing to production. Because I think injecting a gate in there as part of your default process may be okay at the start. But as soon as you discover that it's not really, maybe it's a redundant gate, I think you should remove it right away. And better yet, go into this process without that gate and retrospect if something went, went wrong. Or maybe we need to move the gate. The gate shouldn't be for deployment anyway. I mean, the, the gate should not be there. 
I could understand if, if a product owner wants to open up a feature toggle, take a look at something to themselves before they decide to roll it out to other people or, or some variation of something or whatever it might be. You, you just kind of implied there are a, a gate before deployment. And I don't think there should be any such gate before deployment. I think actually that the gate should be all the way in the beginning. Should we start working on this or should we not? Does it, does it make sense that we we implement or we deliver this capability? Uh, Zarar, you, you talked about user stories as a contract. Uh, I, I like to talk about user stories as a capability, a capability of the system or a capability for the user. This capability, if that's important enough, how we implement that capability is not something that the product owner should sign off on. The fact that that capability needs to be part of the system is uh, is what is important. And you you basically talked about uh, there are the, the trust that you would have in the team that this is well understood. And once everyone agrees that this is the capability that we want to implement and the team says, yeah, we got it, that pretty much you should be be confident that this is all uh, this is all worked out. And that indeed you have tools like retrospectives and so forth to figure out how we can improve if something is not well understood and how we communicate it better in the future. Yeah, I would add the 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 friend of the podcast, uh, Ron Ron Jeffries, uh, uh, three C's, right? Uh, which is which is uh, and one aspect, especially about the conversation, and uh, and and there is also a, like a confirmation uh, part of it, but but the conversation is key, which which conversation would happen uh, throughout this 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 process, and if the conversation is there, then the the gate is is really becomes a mute point. Uh, I can understand though that there is a time when when a team forum is really in the beginning, and this understanding or, or the way that they're communicating is not entirely established yet. And as a result, uh, that vision might not be clear and people might understand something different than the product owner is intended, intending or so forth. I understand that at that time, there might be value in um, some kind of a confirmation. But, but I would, as Cheesy uh, alluded to, I, I, I would also disconnect that from the deployment mechanism by itself. That's, that's yet a different thing. It's, it's, that release versus deployment that we talked about in previous episodes. But I understand that there might be value in some kind of a confirmation as we are still gaining confidence that we're on the same page and that we're understanding what the other uh, party means. That's a really interesting point because the confirmation, a lot of teams understand that as a step at the end to confirm that the requirement was implemented, not as a confirmation that the team actually understood what was being asked. Spot on. You can argue as well that indeed, if the product owner at that time is continuously involved with the team and is working uh, alongside them uh, throughout the process, that you wouldn't need that either because you would catch that misunderstanding a lot earlier in the process. You, you, you know, in the world of continuous, tiny, small changes and some that are managed where we've separated uh, deployment from release. I honestly don't see the need for this overall arching controlling review. We we need to have the understanding up front. The changes are small. They're minuscule. We've got ways to control them if we think that we push something out that that is not ideal, you know, or that for whatever reason it's bad. But but I, I just don't see the need for that. I would rather just continue to roll new things out. And if for some reason, something is not exactly right. That's okay. Uh, just, just let's just 
push a new release uh, or a new deployment, and, and now all of a sudden that goes away. So again, I, I just like these small, little, continuous steps forward. At, and, and in that, that world, there really is not a need for this formal check, this formal review that happens at the end. And you mentioned one key thing there, right? You mentioned if something goes wrong, we can confidently push a fix out or roll it back or whatever you want to do. You can do that very, very fast. In the absence of that mechanism, I can see why a PO might want to have a review because if you don't have the speed to pull back, the risk that they introduce by pushing the wrong change out is amplified. But that speed is kind of essential for continuous deployment. So one one aspect I would like to bring in into this conversation is the command and control versus alignment and autonomy aspect, right? So 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 depending on on what is the tendency of the team uh, in the team that that how much how much the the product owner feels that that they need to control whatever happens within the team versus can this this product owner uh, or product manager whatever we call that person ensure alignment and give enough autonomy to developers and the team to accomplish those those goals or those or those outcomes and i think it's just it's very very hard to let go especially in large corporate environments where we 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 constantly conditioned to this kind of uh, command and control uh, uh, behavior letting go is, is is a hard thing like if i had to coach a product owner out of this behavior on one end you have command and control and on the other you have alignment and autonomy and i would be like the PO review, where on the spectrum does it fall? And maybe if they say it's more on the command and control, maybe that's like a push for them to actually change their behavior. Any other ideas on how you may coach a product owner out of that uh, behavior, uh, command and control behavior that kind of Chaba described? One of the things that product owners could do is actually coach the team in making the decisions that they would uh, when they are verifying those user stories, since we're talking about user stories anyways. What are the things that POs are looking at? What makes them accept the story and what does not? And if they feel that they need to do this, then that also means that they most likely not understand what makes uh, them decide that a story is accepted or, or, or that a story is not accepted. If they understand that really well, then they can teach other ones, other people uh, as well, what the guidelines are uh, around the acceptance of that story. But I want to point something else out that is really important, though. Many of those POs are working in an organization where one person needs to, I guess, uh, I guess, take take the hit when something goes wrong, when something is put into production that blows up the system. Who's going to be blamed for it? If uh, there's not one single person who actually signs off on that story, then it's a lot harder to pinpoint uh, where we can put that blame. And, and yeah, and not not that it resolves the issue, but that's how these organizations seem to work. I, I think blame is a strong word, and it's not really about blame. Sometimes we do things that aren't aren't right. I mean, sometimes we make mistakes, and that doesn't require blame because then people are become afraid to take chances whenever you start blaming right and and that that will permeate through the the whole team such that uh, continuous deployment continuous delivery will go out it's really about understanding that 
we're making a lot of bets in order to try to maximize the amount of value we can deliver and to maximize the amount of learning that that we can have. And sometimes we're, we're going to have, you know, we're not going to do the right thing, but that's okay because we have a lots of checks and balances and we have the ability to recover quickly, just like we run an experiment based on the hypothesis. And sometimes we learn that, that our hypothesis was not valid and that's okay as well because we were able to do things to quickly learn and to do that. And, and I put this in the same way that instead of blaming somebody for something that's wrong, just chalk it up as it was, a, it was yet again, another thing that we've learned, another learning, and we should just continue to move forward. And I know that you, you guys are all familiar with the responsibility process that was introduced by uh, Christopher Avery. Um, blaming there is, uh, is, is not resolving anything. So he's, he's got a couple of steps uh, through that process where the top you have responsibility, uh, underneath you have obligation, and then you get to, uh, I believe it's uh, shame and then uh, justification, blame, and then denial underneath. And blame, basically what that means is that you, you, are, you are shedding that responsibility and you're giving it to somebody else. Now, as, as a leadership team who is looking for someone to blame, so needs someone to approve a certain piece of functionality so that they can blame that someone, basically means that that leadership team is not taking responsibility about the support that they provide to ensure that those people are making the right decisions. And as Jeezy says, they will always make the right decisions. So enabling them then if they do make a wrong decision, that this can be rectified as fast as possible with the least amount of effort and the least amount of negative impact. So it really is uh, almost like a cultural bug, if you will. Uh, and, and again, it's interesting that, that when you guys are talking and we started the conversation from approving and, and, and where we came that this is actually a, a system, right? In which in a system that, that trust and that, that support has to exist so the product owner doesn't feel this kind of a pressure and this responsibility to uh, to make always the right decisions. And that concludes this edition of the Continuous Delivery Podcast. Goodbye.